All right, welcome into an all-new episode of Bronx Bombers Beat. I am Nate Shelton, excited to get in here and talk about everything going on in the world of Yankees baseball. Of course, the All-Star break coming game coming up tomorrow. It's going to be an exciting event. Aaron Judge will be starting in the game. Severino will be there in, as an appearance. And probably will be the second or third pitcher out of the bullpen for the American League. Glaber Torres was voted in as well, but has obviously not been added to the team due to his injury. Aroldis Chapman was elected as well, but nom- decided to skip the festivities as well to let his sore knee rest for a few days while nobody is playing. That tinnitus in his knee has given him problems off and on all season, so give it a chance to rest up and be strong for the second half. The Yankees finished up the first half of the season on an 11 day straight game road trip with games between the Baltimore Orioles and Indians to finish off the week. Four game series between both teams. Both series finished up 2 and 2, splitting those games between the Indians and the Orioles. The Yankees started off making up a doubleheader with the Orioles. Part of the two rainouts that happened the last time the two teams met. They split those games. Sabathia took the loss in the first one. And Luis Sessa won the second game, which is first Major League win as a Yankee. So congratulations to him. Lots of other stuff going on. Aaron Hicks continued his hot hitting in the Baltimore series with a home run. A couple of home runs and key situations. Greg Beard, Greg Bird, sorry, continued to heat up his bat. Had a grand slam in the Orioles series. Another home run as well in that. A couple of big hits in the Indian series. A home run and some big doubles. So it's nice to see him get going. Something about getting a hundred at bats in in the season. It you get your timing down, and that seems to have done the trick for Greg Bird. Everybody wondered if he was ever going to regain some form of what we'd seen from him, and it appears that is the case with him. Of course, the big pitching matchup in the Indian series was Severino against Corey Kluber. You know how the Yankees finished against Corey Kluber last year in the division series, beating him in Game 5 and roughing him up in another game of that series as well. Well, the Indians gave him a nice 2-0 lead against Severino. Very uncommon outing for Luis Severino. Only lasting five innings and one strikeout. Gave up four runs in his start. Looked like the Indians were going to have an easy time once they gave Corey Kluber a lead. But the Yankees charged back and tied up the game a couple times. 2-2 and 4-4. Didi Gregorius continued his domination of Corey Kluber, hitting a home run to tie the game at four apiece. It was a mammoth blast to left center field over the uh, kind of eating area for in progressive field over the heads of all the fans down there. Uh, Brett Gardner had a couple of home runs in that opening game as well. He tied the game initially in the second inning and then hit a go-ahead home run 
to give the Yankees the lead, they would not give up. So lots of pieces this week performing for the Yankees. Some bats getting hot that we've been hoping that would show up, such as Greg Bird. Aaron Hicks is starting to play very well. Brett Gardner, of course, continues to be the heartbeat of this team, providing clutch hits and big plays when they're needed the most. Uh, Tyler Wade has showed up as well, got a call up this week for as backup second baseman. He had his first career home run in the Baltimore series and got another couple of big hits, some doubles. His speed is just got to be the fastest guy in the American League. Scored on a single front second base off of Brett Gardner. Just it wasn't even a deep hit. It was routine single, and he scored easily in that one. So he's made some nice, outstanding defensive plays as well. Neil Walker's had a couple of nice hits. Still struggling for him, but he had a home run to give the Yankees a lead in the fourth game of the Indian series. So, some people showing up. Masahiro Tanaka returned from the DL this week against the Baltimore Orioles. Limited basis to start off. Pitched four and a third innings. Got in his 85 pitch limit. Gave up three runs. So, not a great start. But his first start back from the DL was promising to see. His second start of his return against the Indians was much better. Had not had struggled with going deep in games all season. Went six and a third innings with 76 pitches thrown against the Indians. Unfortunately, did not get the decision as they lost that game 5-2. to two, But he only gave up two, home, two runs on a two-run home run to Edwin Carnacion. So the home run bugaboo continues to haunt Misahiro Tanaka. He has given up 53 home runs in the last two years, leading, obviously, the American League in that category. So, he doesn't have a real dominant fastball, and as a sinker ball pitcher, it makes it easy for the the hitters to get on that if the ball does not get down like it's supposed to. It's easy to pick up and hit out of the park. Uh, Stanton continues to continue his hot hitting he had a couple home runs this week off the Orioles in that series his batting average in the last three weeks is 349 which is not a end all be all stat anymore but just continues to show that as the season goes on he gets stronger and stronger and his bat continues to sizzle uh, Didi of course still owns Cleveland and Corey Kluber just some great hitting on his part continues to just like I said up and down the lineup everything seems to be clicking right now Gary Sanchez should be returning once the all-star break is over his first rehab start he hit a solo home run so this will be a great time to see if he can get his back going of course he has struggled all season hitting the ball and if they get him back and healthy and swinging the bat well it's going to be even more scary for opposing pitchers come the second half. Uh, let's go and talk about some trade rumors. Of course, all kinds of stuff. We're about two weeks away from the trade deadline, July 31st. During the Baltimore series, the Manny Machado rumors hit an all-time high. The Yankees got thrown in the middle of 
<clears throat> those rumors, people all over saying that they were leading candidate to acquire Manny Machado, who, of course, the last year or so has made no secrets that he would like to play for the Yankees once he is, his contract has expired. So those really took off during the Baltimore series, have cooled down in the last four or five days. Phillies seem to be the leading candidate now. They upped their offer. Uh, today I read that a handshake agreement had been made with an unknown team. Of course, we don't know if that's true or not, and who that would be if that is true. Um, of course, that would require a lot of prospects for the Yankees to get the rumored to also be inquiring about Zach Britton, our all-star closer, would take some big pieces. Another rumor coming out that Cashman is not willing to part with any top 10 prospects. And if that's the case, then the Yankees do not appear to be in the running, if that is true. Uh, if that is the case, the lower cost bargain deal would be maybe Moustakas from the Kansas City Royals, the third baseman. Could play backup first base to Greg Bird. Uh, he'd be a nice rental piece for the rest of the season. Provide a lefty bat in the lineup to to match up well against right-handed pitching, especially the Houston Astros if they meet in the playoffs. Get Moustakas for the rest of the season. You could let him leave once the season is over. And then if he truly does want to be a Yankee, make a push for Manny Machado in the offseason. And then you could use your bigger pieces to acquire some pitching. The problem is there is not a whole lot of starting pitcher pitching out to be had that is available. Of course, Matt likes of Madison Bumgarner and Jacob deGrom. The Giants being in the middle of the NL playoff race will take him off the board. And Jacob deGrom with the Mets would not be an option as Michael Wilpon loathes trading for trading working with the Yankees in trades and acquisitions, which unfortunately is not a good thing in this case because I believe a trade with the Mets would be great for both teams as the Yankees would get the starting pitching they desperately want and the Yankees, or the Mets, I'm sorry, could restock their kind of depleted farm system and get some offense back in their on their team that they desperately need as they have lost so many games with their stellar pitching from DeGrom and Snydergaard. So, unfortunately, that is not going to be the case. Michael Fulmer keeps showing up in rumors with the Yankees. Uh, he's having a tough year on a bad team. Don't know if that's a case of just not being up to play when you have nothing to play for, or if this truly is a down year for him. Could be a low-cost acquisition. Uh, rumor this weekend that the Angels were being scouted by the Yankees. Some pitchers they have could be of interest. Tyler Skaggs, who is a lefty pitcher, and Andrew Haney. On the downside of that, those, te those two pitchers are often injured, so don't know if that's a realistic expectation or not. Uh, J.A. Happ, of course, was rumored for quite a while to be interested by the Yankees, and he has not fared too well in his last three or four outings, so though. Those rumors have definitely cooled off and doesn't seem to be an option as well. So the Yankees may just prefer to go acquire some more offense to bolster their lineup and try and win that way since there's no real 
true good front top of the line starting pitchers and hope some guys can kind of pick it up in the second half of the year, mainly Sonny Gray and Masahiro Tanaka. The really glaring hole right now for the Yankees is, of course, Jordan Montgomery, their fifth starter, left-hander who had been done really well last year, was off to a great start this year when the tum- the elbow injury occurred and had to shut it down for the year with Tommy John surgery. So if they could find one more pitcher, that would be good. Um, but doesn't seem to be going to happen unless Brian Cashman really pulls something out of his hat here at the last minute and makes a deal that nobody sees coming, which is very possible with Brian Cashman. Um, some other things going on. The standings in the AL East. Of course, Boston, who has been red hot, won 10 in a row at one point, and 11 out of 12 is 67-30. and 30. They are four and a half games up at the All-Star break on the Yankees, who are 62-33. and 33. And with talking to some Yankee fans, you would think the sky is falling. They're four and a half games out of first place. And have only won, only won 62 games. For some perspective, the 1998 team that set the win-loss record at the time was 70-25. and 25, So they are realistically only seven and a half games off the pay- that pace. So gives you a little idea how well this team is playing, despite some of their weaknesses in the pitching rotation. Tampa Bay comes in at 49-40. and 46 this year at the All-Star break. Uh, a little bit of a surprise by them being playing so well, especially with the starting pitching issues they have. They will most likely be sellers. Um, not really sure who they might give up. Uh, they're really hard to pry Blake Snell away from them. Possibly Chris Archer could be be traded at the deadline with the arrival of Blake Snell's pitching. Toronto comes in at fourth place, 43 and 51. They are definitely in sell mode. Uh, I mentioned Jay Happ could be a possible piece move. Josh Donaldson has been rumored, even with his calf injuries the last couple years. Of course, they have other pieces. Curtis Granderson could be a guy that might be moved at the deadline with his veteran leadership and experience for the postseason. And we talked about Baltimore. They are in last place. Not the worst record in baseball right now, but they are 27-69. and 69, Obviously in sell mode. Machado will be moved by before the All-Star break is over, is what I am hearing. Zach Britton could be on the move. Uh, other pitchers as well. Michael Givens, maybe Darren O'Day. Lots of relievers to be had out there. Um, just, they're... Definitely in rebuild mode and need they're in desperate need of some major league ready pitching and they will be making moves to make sure that happens. Well, that's going to about wrap it up for this episode of Bronx Bombers Beat. Thanks for tuning in and we'll look forward to talking to you next week after the All-Star break. The Yankees return on Friday, Subway Series, this time in Yankee Stadium against the Mets. We'll talk to you about that after the All-Star break. Have a great week.